From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Yes, it's that time of the week again for the WIA National News, the Father's Day edition. Yes, it's September 2, 2012, and VIP Centenary. The West Australian VHF Group Incorporated is running in top gear with another public amateur radio display similar to the VK100WIA Super Springtime. September 2012 will see the centenary of the establishment of our nation's coastal radio station network and VIP Perth on Wireless Hill is believed to be the only remaining survivor in public hands. The West Australian VHF Group was instrumental in the preservation of the buildings to house a telecommunications museum. In coordination with the Melville City Council, the West Australian VHF Group has made application to air the commemorative call sign VI6VIP. And speaking of old-timers and old call signs, you know what tomorrow is, September 3? Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey with a reminder that tomorrow, Monday, September the 3rd, the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly news and information bulletin will be broadcast on a number of HF and VHF frequencies. The principal HF transmissions will be on 20 metres, on 14.150 MHz upper sideband, at 0100 UTC, beamed north from Melbourne for the eastern states, and at 0200 UTC, beamed westward for Western Australia. During tomorrow, numerous local relays will also take place on both VHF and lower HF frequencies. To find the times and frequencies for your area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Once again, that's www.raotc.org.au. Tomorrow, September the 3rd, is the 73rd anniversary of the declaration of World War II, and in keeping with this occasion, we have an item on oboe, the most precise radio bombing aid of World War II. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is invited to listen to this interesting half-hour of old-timer news, information and anecdotes, and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. So once again, the RAOTC monthly bulletin is scheduled for tomorrow, Monday, September the 3rd. 73 from Clive, VK6CSW. You've tuned the WIA National News Service. I'm Graham VK4BB. Rima FM on the New South Wales Central Coast has upgraded its broadcast antenna. The new four-bay antenna cost the station about $5,500, so they're looking to recoup a little of the cost. Make us an offer on the old transmitting antenna. Just contact Rick Broom, and you'll find how to contact Rick when you read the text edition of wia.org.au. According to the Sunbury Leader newspaper, you'll soon have the chance to listen in to all the planes landing at Melbourne Airport direct from your FM car radio. A local councillor, a Hume councillor, Jack Overby, wants a tower installed at the airport viewing area on the corner of Sunbury and Oaklands Road with a small transmitter, and so that will allow people to pull up there, 
tune into an FM station in their own cars and hear what's happening in the wonderful world up there. Hi, this is Alan, BK4 Sierra November, the ID Contest Manager. Well, what a great weekend the Remembrance Day contest was. We had over 1,100 unique calls that made it on air. This meant that some stations were actually working one to two contacts per minute over a one-hour period. Propagation was fantastic as well with very low noise figure. It made it easy for Eastern QRP stations to contact VK6 on a regular basis. Some quotes extracted from the logs received are the most enjoyable RD since the 1980s. The RD contest brought the activity level on several bands up to where it was many years ago. I really like the new RST exchange system. There is less competitive pressure. Thanks to the organisers for making this contest more accessible and a great format for a friendly contest. I really think the last comment sums it up perfectly. And remember to send in your log. At the moment, only 17% have done so. So that's 17% of actual participants. The state scores are very close and it only needs a few logs to tilt the balance of power. So please send me your logs. There's only seven days left for submission, so do it now. Your log could decide if your state wins or loses. Many thanks. This is Alan, VK4, Sierra November. A couple of date claimers. One very important one, a sudden date change for the Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM in VK4. It will now take place on Friday, October 5. That's October the 5th until October the 7th. For more details, contact VK4KAL at wia.org.au. And in VK3, the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group holds its annual convention the 21st of October 2012 in the usual venue. That's the Ballarat Greyhound Racing Club in Rubicon Street, Reedon. Doors open for traders at 8, general access 10am. And those that have attended in the past will know that this is a good day out in a really roomy indoors venue. Around 60 to 70 tables of new and pre-loved amateur radio gear, test gear and general bits and pieces on sale. Now entry for everybody, including traders, $6 a head and tables are just $10 per 1.6 metre section. And if you don't think you can support a full table, the Ballarat Club has a table where they're more than happy to sell the goods for you on a small commission. For more information, visit the BARG website. Best to find the Ballarat Amateur Radio Club by going to wia.org.au. Check out the club page and you're looking for BARG, the Ballarat Amateur Radio Club and their big radio hamvention taking place October the 21st. Hi, this is Doug Friend, VK4OE from the Brisbane VHF Group. Are you interested at all in amateur microwaves? In two weeks' time, the Brisbane VHF Group will be running another microwave test and tune-up day. The aim of this event is to provide an opportunity for amateurs interested in microwave bands to test and measure the performance of gear that they've built or bought for the bands we have available above 1 GHz. Another aim of the day is for amateurs who have a budding interest in the microwave bands to engage with others of similar interest, sharing plans and dreams, or just enjoying being together. Last year, this event was a real blast, and many microwave projects and items were tested and evaluated. The day also served as an all-in-one place show-and-tell session for working microwave gear. We hope to do the same or better this year with test equipment available for frequencies right up to 24 gigahertz. There'll be power measurement, spectrum analyzers and swept frequency testing to 24 gigahertz, a signal generator and frequency counting to 18 gigahertz, and noise figure measurement to 1.8 gigahertz. When and where this is all happening? It'll be on Sunday the 16th of September at the club rooms of the Redcliffe and District's Radio Club in Klinger Road, Kipper Ring. 
The advertised start time is 9am and it will be easy to just come and go at different times of the morning, right through to about 2pm probably. Interest in amateur microwaves in South East Queensland is starting to pick up, so if you have a plan to one day get active there, or if you've even got some completed or not yet completed gear, come along on the 16th. Going on from that, like last year, the Brisbane VHF Group will also be holding another out-in-the-field microwave activity day on the last Sunday of October. Keep that one in mind as well as the Spring VHF UHF Field Day contest at the end of November. But the focus right now is on the Microwave Test and Tune-Up Day on the 16th of September. See you there. This has been Doug Friend, VK4OE, for the Brisbane VHF Group. In VK7, the Northern Tasmanian Abbott Radio Club September NTARC meeting will see David Long, Tasmania ACMA Field Representative, guest speaking Wednesday the 12th of September. We received the very first QST magazine from Tasmania's Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club through the week, and this is a magazine. A very comprehensive report from the President, full story and great chopper shots of their Mount Duncan repeater upgrade. The ILLW VK7 Echo Mike looks back at his time on Wilkes in 68, Wyson, the Tom Quilty ride, a good review of the Buddy Stick antenna, and of course, local classifieds. Volume 1, Issue 1, from the Cradle Coast certainly is well worth a read. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Over the past months in VK6, we've been welcoming new amateurs to the hobby, by extracting the latest call signs from the ACMA RADCOM database. This started me wondering what the overall numbers of amateurs in Australia looks like today. Not having seen such statistics anywhere, I've compiled to the best of my ability the numbers based on information from the ACMA RADCOM database, Geoscience Australia and the Australian Bureau of Statistics. The big numbers first. As at August 13, 2012, there are a total of 15,771 amateur licences across 14,653 people in the RADCOM database, comprising 476 licences for beacons and repeaters and 15,295 licences for operators. Just over 71% of licences are advanced licences, 15% are foundation and nearly 14% are standard licences. Ignoring repeaters and beacons, the most licences are in New South Wales, VK2, where 4,239 amateur licences are allocated, representing just under 28% of total licences issued. Just over 27% of licences are held by Victorians, VK3. Queensland, VK4, follows with over 18%, South Australia, VK5, with just under 10%, WA, VK6, with just under 9 Tasmania, VK7, with under 4 the Australian Capital Territory, VK1, with 2.5% amateurs registered, the Northern Territory, VK8, with 1%, followed by the External Territories, VK9, with 0.02%, and the Australian Antarctic Territory, VK0, with 0.05% of all amateur licences registered. The total population in Australia is 22,485,300. Amateur radio licence holders represent 0.07% of the population. 
Taking into account the naming convention variation across the ACMA database, the Wireless Institute of Australia is the largest amateur license holder in VK. It holds 167 licenses in various names. Scouting Around Australia holds 53 licenses across 21 different groups. 332 licenses are held by 135 groups, clubs and associations. One amateur holds nine licenses, three hold seven, and 11 amateurs hold six licenses each. The most popular suffixes are Alpha Alpha, X-Ray X-Ray, Delta X-Ray, and Whiskey India. The most common foundation call is Foxtrot Alpha Alpha Foxtrot. The largest beacon operator is the West Australian VHF Group, who operate eight beacon licenses across VK6. The largest repeater operator is the WIA, who operates 115 licenses. The next largest is the Western Australian Repeater Group, who operate 15 licenses in VK6, followed by the Scouts, who operate 8 licenses. And that is a quick rundown of the state of amateur radio in Australia today. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Wide Bay Burnett District of Queensland, it's relayed on 146.800 MHz, VK4 RBU, Mount Gananaman, at 0900 Australian Eastern Standard Time each Sunday. From the Maryborough Electronics and Radio Group, I'm Ray, VK4 TPT. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. British Phantom Star may tour to ISS. Singer Sarah Brightman may be the next paying passenger to ride a Russian rocket to the International Space Station, the Interfax News Agency reported, citing an unidentified official in the space industry in Russia. If it happens, Brightman, 52, would make the journey in 2015 and would be the first paying customer since Cirque du Soleil founder Guy Laliberté, who donned a red clown's nose during his 2009 trip. The official was cited as saying, but seats on the three-person Soyuz capsules have become scarce since US space agency NASA retired its space shuttles last year, leaving Russian rockets as the only craft capable of carrying crews to the station for now. Brightman, who rose to fame starring in the original London and New York casts of The Phantom of the Opera, visited Russia about a month ago and received the approval of a medical commission to begin training at the Cosmonaut Training Centre outside Moscow, the source added. Gough Island Pirate It seems the DX community has been duped on the Paul ZD9KN operation from Gough Island AF030. Zulu Delta 9 Kilo November is a pirate. Several sources report that Johan ZS1A has confirmed that the callsign ZD9KN has never been issued. So, OPDX say, do not waste your time working this station if you hear him. The good news is that Jared ZS6KX slash ZS7KX will be going to Gough Island sometime this month for one year. He's hoping to be issued the callsign ZD9KX and is awaiting for the approval licence, QSL route to be announced. Look for more details, they will be forthcoming. BBC to test turning off medium wave transmissions. 
The British Broadcasting Corporation is running a five-week trial of switching off existing medium-wave services for four BBC local radio stations. The experiment runs to the 24th of September and affects BBC Radio Kent, BBC Radio Lincolnshire, BBC Radio Merseyside and BBC Radio Nottingham. The BBC say one way to make savings and preserve value to licensee fee payers is to switch off medium wave services except where listeners depend upon medium wave as an alternative to FM or digital audio broadcasting. Medium wave services in the UK mainly duplicate what is already available on FM and DAB. Medium wave is a European term that describes what we call the AM broadcast band here in VK. The BBC notes that the aim of the trial is to get a better understanding of the impact of the loss of medium wave and what it would have on its core listeners and also enable the broadcaster to ensure adequate coverage is available on other platforms in these regions. UNESCO recognises IRESC with special consultative status. A major coup for a relatively new ham radio emergency communications radio group, this as the United Nations Economic and Social Council, known as known by the acronym UNESCO, adopts the recommendation of the Committee on Non-Governmental Organisations to grant special consultative status to the International Radio Emergency Support Coalition, a group better known by its initials of IRESC. For those who may have never heard of it, the IRESC bills itself as a global coalition of volunteer communicators with dedicated members spread around the world providing assistance to those in need at all times of the day or night. The main objectives are to foster efficient collaboration between radio amateurs, extending friendships across the world, and providing international emergency communication in times of need when all else fails. Currently, the IRESC has members in at least 40 countries. Most are also affiliated with national organizations such as the International Red Cross, the Salvation Army, groups in the UK and Israel, local amateur radio clubs, and many other groups the world over. Earthquake prediction may be on the verge of becoming a reality. This following media reports that a pair of Temblers centered near Yorba Linda, California, were detected by a new earthquake warning system that's being developed at the California Institute of Technology. A 4.5 magnitude quake struck one mile northeast from Yorba Linda at 11.23 p.m. Tuesday, August 7th. About 10 hours later, another 4.4 magnitude shaker struck two miles from the same location. News reports quote Douglas Given from the U.S. Geological Survey as saying that in the case of the first event, Caltech received about 9 to 10 seconds warning before the strongest shaking was felt at the facility. In regard to the second quake, the warning time was in the area of 4 seconds. Caltech is located in Pasadena, California, which is about 60 air miles from the two quakes epicenter. Seismologists say that once the technology advances, they should be able to quickly determine a quake's magnitude and send that information out to the public before the strongest shaking wave reaches a given location. In its current incarnation, the early warning system sounds an audible alert, shows a countdown timer, and estimates the intensity of an earthquake. Experiments in quake detection have been going on for well over five decades, but experts say that this new prototype system is the first to ever pick up quakes before the ground started shaking at its location. The Northern California DX Foundation is the recipient of a $4,000 donation from the Northern California DX Club. 
This is said to be the largest donation ever received by the group from a club. Of late, more and more DX-oriented clubs are making donations to the Northern California DX Foundation. The organization thoroughly analyzes the financial needs of planned de-expeditions and helps provide critical funding to operations high on the DXers' most wanted list. It's been said that without support, many de-expeditions would simply not be possible. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Weird and wonderful. I'm John VK2JJW. Eh? Antenna. Radio tags aid hairy wood ant research. The BBC report that scientists investigating the behaviour of the UK's largest ant are to tag around 1,000 of the insects at a National Trust site in Derbyshire in the first study of its kind. In the report, Richard Black says, Tiny radio tags will be glued to the backs of northern hairy wood ants, allowing researchers to study the ants' interaction with others within their own colony and between nests. It's hoped the findings will help the National Trust look after the hairy wood ants, which are a protected species in the UK. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4 FUQ. Worldwide Oceania Dex Contest SSB October 6. Worldwide Oceania Dex Contest CW October 13. VK Spring VHF UHF Field Day November 24 and 25. Special Event Stations DX and Beacon and Net Advice. Has 2012L broken a world record? The RSGB reports that the team at 2012L, the amateur radio special event station for the London Olympic and Paralympic Games, believe that they have now broken the world record for the number of contacts by a special event station. It is believed the record was made by DQ2006X during the 2006 World Cup. Their total was 47,790 contacts. At 2142 UTC on 21 August, 2012L made contact number 47,791. The team would like to thank the thousands who have joined the pile-ups to contact 2012L. And now they look forward to hitting the overall target of 60,000 QSOs. 2012L goes QIT on 9 September after the Paralympic Games closing ceremony, so there is still some time to work the station or get more band slots. 9-11 Special Event Stations Members of the Symbol Technologies Amateur Radio Club, STARC, will be operational as N1Y. September 8th and 9th, commemorating the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks. They will be on 40, 20, 15 metres using CW and SSB. N3U stroke FLT93 N3U stroke United Flight 93 will be activated once again between September the 8th and the 13th to remind amateur radio operators worldwide of the tragic events that happened near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, New York City and Washington, D.C. on September the 11th, 2001. P49T, P49 Towers. Aruba, September 14-21, QSL via W3BTX, by the W3 Bureau or Direct. Don't QSL via the P4 Bureau or EQSL. A pair of twin special event stations GB175PO and TM175PO are running in Dover and Calais to celebrate 175 years of P&O. 
Operation will be running till around September 10 approximately. Both stations will have the opportunity to work from ferries at various times during the operation. GB0 TLR railways on the air. Southgate Amateur Radio Club will be operating a special event station for their railways on the air event on the 22nd and 23rd of September. This is being run in conjunction with the North London Model Engineering Society at Titan Hangar Light Railway Site near London Colney, Hertfordshire, using call sign GB0 TLR. The same call sign as used last year and operating on 20, 40 and 80 metres. Two Croatian amateurs are with the NATO-led troops in Afghanistan, T6TJ and T6VT until the end of September. QSLs for both operators go via 9A6AA. Stefan is in Afghanistan until the end of this month, September. He is active as T6SS and so far has been worked mainly on 20 metres. PB100 Prefix, Netherlands Special Event. To commemorate the 100th anniversary of the ITU prefixes, look for the special event station PB100 Prefix to be active between October the 4th and the 31st. QSL via PB0P. After the tragic loss of the Titanic, call sign MGY, the M is from the Marconi Company in April 1912, there was an acknowledgement that there should be international standards for radio communications. Therefore, the leading colonial countries planned several meetings in the aftermath of the loss of the Titanic. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Enningham. This is Brian, VK3GR. Intruder Watch, Enforcement Zone. Recently, the Canadian Paragliding National Championships were held and the radio amateurs of Canada became extremely concerned about the organisers' assertion that all participants must use a VHF radio tuned to 146.415 MHz. This frequency is inside the 2-metre amateur allocation. Industry Canada has advised that the group was told that the use of amateur radio frequencies by persons who are not in possession of a valid amateur radio operator certificate is not permitted. The paragliding group assured Industry Canada that all participants who used the channel were indeed holders of a certificate. Additionally, Industry Canada has advised the group of a VHF frequency inside the aeronautical radio frequency band that has been allocated for their use on a Canada-wide basis. The Q News Workbench, the Nuts and Volts Report, Measure Twice and Cut Once, Amateur Radio Technical Article Archive for the past 13 years, John G8MNY has been producing technical bulletins for distribution by Packet Radio. Now the collection of articles is available on the web. The articles cover a wide range of subjects including antennas, ATV, broadcast, modifications, power amplifiers and portable and mobile operation. If you want to know how to make a Slim Jim antenna, a battery charger or a 12-volt cow fence for portable operation, there's an article in the archive. Worldwide special interest groups Rescue Radio, Weiss and Victoria are involved in two events during the next quarter. If you're available to participate in any of these, please get in touch with the contacts listed for the event. Saturday, October 20th, Mini Canoe Marathon at Echuca. Contact Jared Werner, VK3GER. Sunday, October 21st, Stockman's Rally at Big River. Please contact Ian Morris, VK3IFM. Rally Victoria is again being held in the forest area north of Warrigal, Friday 16th and Saturday 17th of November. 
On the Friday, there will be two bush stages, and on the Saturday, five stages. Each stage will be run twice. As previously, Rally HQ will be at Lardner Park. Event commander is Chris VK3CJK. Communication will be required for logistics, safety and scoring, with scoring and car tracking via 2-meter packet and other functions via 2-meter voice. If you can assist with the event, could you please phone 51955247 in the evenings. Communication support events where your help is needed in VK4. Help is needed in providing sufficient manning for the following event. Family and support crews are also welcome to go along. Saturday 15th and Sunday 16th of September, the Taraha AEBM Endurance Ride Blue Water. Two full days of playing radios in the field and helping watch over the horses and riders. 20km and 5km rides on Saturday afternoon, 80km and 40km rides on Sunday. The radio campout at the ride base on Saturday night, then main comms will be on VHF with some UHF CB comms with horse riders and officials. 10am Saturday start at the ride base, North Queensland Equestrian Centre via Forestry Road. If you can help, contact the TATC on the VK4 RAT repeater system. Thanks, Brian. That takes us to the end of WIA National News for another week. On the social scene, September 8 in VK4 is Sunfest at Mumbai. October 5-7 in VK4 is the Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM. Make a note of the new date, October 5 through 7. And October 21 in VK3 is Ballarat Hamvention. We'll do it all again next week right here on WIA National News. And I do know that Ewan McLeod, WIA Director, will be along to join us next week. So make sure you're tuned in for that one. Till then, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.